my name is Josh. I'm Jamie. Welcome to A Conversation with Two Geeks, podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today, Jamie and I will be talking about everything from the official trailer to Avatar and the Way of Water, to thoughts on the newest episode of Star Wars Andor, and much more. Also, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. If you want to send us an email about anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. You can find our back catalog on Spotify and Podcast Google Podcasts, where our podcasts will listen to you. How are you today, Jamie? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm, I'm okay as well. This week has been interesting. We're now mm-hmm. out of spooky season and into which, look, I have a more, look, can we just have a moratorium on not playing all I want for Christmas until like, at least until like November 15th? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a TikTok about that, like on the first. It was pretty funny though. I, I thought it was hilarious. It was basically Mariah dressed as like in Halloween costume. Oh, but... I saw that same thing on Twitter. Yeah, it was funny. I'm just like, God damn, Mariah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm just like, I'm just, but then again, also, you know, it's the season. I'm, I'm just not, look, I, look, y'all, I'm just not ready because I'm just not ready to like start like figuring out Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, can I like not like be ready for that? But then I'm going to have to be, or at this point, y'all, I don't know if any of my family listens to this, but. Y'all might just give gift cards this year. <laughs> just you get a gift card, and you get a gift card, and you get a gift card. Do that. Mm. I mean, it's the most cost-efficient thing. It's it's true, and it's not super exciting, but it is the most cost-efficient. And they end up getting something that they either need or want with it. So uh-huh. it's like a win-win situation. It is. So, it is. Yeah. It is. So, but yeah. Yeah, anyways, moving on to our first topic of the week. We can also this this whole entire thing. This trailer came out right when I had all the show notes done. So thank you, James Cameron and Disney, for dropping this. Mm-hmm. For just y'all know what it is. Um we got an official trailer for Avatar The Way of Water. Uh the synopsis reads set more than a decade after the events of the first film. Avatar The Way of Water begins to tell the story of the Sully family, the trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. Co-written and directed by James Cameron with Rise and Dawn of Planet Apes writers Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver writing the script alongside Cameron. The film stars Sam Warrington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Kate Winslet, Michelle Yeoh, Cliff Curtis, Edie Falco, and Jermaine Clement. Uh, the film is set to be released on December 16th. So I, I already see James Cameron is uh, prepping his next uh, $2 billion. Just It looks very, like, the trailer looks, like, the visuals look fantastic, to be honest. They look, it looks great. I don't remember anything from the first movie. I know I watched it. But the you I I cannot remember like any of the character names or the plot or anything like I can't remember anything. Well, so. I remember a few things mainly because like Jake Sully, I remember it was essentially Pocahontas but in space. But given that the fact that he wrote this movie in the nineties, mm-hmm. kind of makes sense because he just a little bit of context. Um, 
Cameron wrote the movie in the 90s. He was actually going to do it in, like, I think 1994. But then the budget would have been, um, what? I think Not 400, 400 million. Not 400 million, which, like, in 1994 money was a lot. Yeah. So he had to divert to Titanic. Fast mm-hmm. forward to, like, 10 years later, and, you know, Lord of the Rings comes out with Gollum, and it's like, okay, I can finally do this. Yeah. So, and so, so, hence why, you know, it took a while and stuff. But, yeah, no, I remember it. And, like, again, it has a very 90s plot. But, like, I, I remember digging it back in the day. Um, that being said, I'm not surprised no one remembers it. It's been more than, like, 13 years. Yeah, like, I know I saw it because I remember sitting through the movie. I just remember being long and me being kind of confused what was going on. So like I, I, if I when I if I end up seeing this, I'll probably have to rewatch the first one. I will say, and this is kind of a request to Fox slash Disney, um, or whoever's doing the marketing right now. Um, you, for the next trailer, and this is just and like I like I overall like this show. I, I love the visuals and stuff, and this looks like this is just gonna be a treat to watch at IMAX. Um, my only request is that the next trailer please dev- devolve more into the story slash character and potentially do a reintroduction for folks. Been like thirteen years. Not everyone's going to remember. I know you probably might want to just keep like a lot of the stuff holding back for like, you know, spoiler reasons. But like, I I would recommend maybe just doing just a small trailer, just like giving like a money glimpse of like who's who. Wins Need stuff. a recap. Yeah, because like people aren't going to remember. Sadly, this isn't a Star Wars. And I and I, I remember that movie, the first one being long, so not everybody's going to have time to sit down and rewatch the first one. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember it being long. Um, yeah yeah no yeah yeah, i remember it is and this one's gonna be long as well like three hours seven minutes long so yeah so just like you don't need to go as hard as because i remember the original trailer spoiled a lot Mm -hmm. like that last original trailer essentially spoiled the entire goddamn movie don't go that far but just do like enough to where like you know trailer and stuff because otherwise you're gonna get people and i actually had to dispute with someone well i actually had a conversation with someone on twitter that was like you know i'm not really feeling this and i'm like Here's the thing you don't really do. You don't underestimate James Cameron. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be really good. That's the annoying thing is that it's been 13 years since the first one. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucked that it took him so long because he, cause I, the first one was huge when it came out. Mm-hmm. So he could have tried to ride that train, but he took his time making this one. So mm-hmm. it'll be I'm, interesting. I mean, as my mom Alexa said, hey. It's better to take your time and do it right than to rush and do it wrong. Yep. Yep. It's and stuff. So like I, I don't fault him for that. I'm just like, all right, y'all need to kind of figure out how you're gonna do this and stuff. Especially if you want to still keep making multiple movies, because this isn't just one. There's gonna be a three, there's gonna be a four, and there's gonna be a five. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I know Cameron has at least like at least the next one, and I think number four done already. Well, that's good. So, I mean, I mean, we we gotta see, but yeah, no, like, again, I really enjoyed this trailer. I I really like the visuals and stuff. This is gonna be a very, very just the water effects alone, and then with the Navi, especially like when you kind of like if you go back and rewatch the two thousand nine movie, um, it the the effects look just so different, so different. Mm-hmm. Like you definitely they feel more real, real than like cartoon because you can kind of tell like the Navi, well. The not be your CGI kind of looks not necessarily fake, but 
but it does look of you know 2009 it's not bad but it's like this one you actually see like texture the effects have improved mm-hmm. yeah and stuff and yeah but also i will also say james cameron is also responsible for two of the best sequels ever Tremere 2 and aliens mm-hmm. so i i i have no doubt i have no doubt i have faith i'm i'm probably gonna be excited for this like I, i'm just like um where's my ticket because i'm probably gonna see this day one yeah yeah so yeah no but either way i'm in um and i can't believe it comes out less than a month jesus i know that's pretty soon yeah Anyway, moving on to our next topic of the day, and a whole bunch of Marvel news that's surprisingly connected. Um, mm-hmm. And also, this is like multiple topics, but like it is kind of connected. But either way, um, according to Deadline, a second WandaVision spinoff series focusing on Paul Bettany's vision is in the works at Marvel Studios for Disney Plus, currently titled Vision Quest, uh, with WandaVision creator, writer, and executive producer Jack Schaefer. Uh, to oversee the series. As for plot details, the potential series is set to focus on the vision, trying to regain his memory and humanity. A writer's room for the series is set to start this week. Following this, an exclusive uh, from Deadline reports that Aquaman and Ambulance star Yaya Abdul-Minty II has been tapped as the male lead for the Marvel Studios Disney Plus series Wonder Man, which is set to be directed by Shang-Chi and the Legend of Rings director uh, Destin Daniel Creighton, with Sharon Dewey's going to Brooklyn Nine-Nine community writer Andrew Guest. However, the exclusive did not state uh, whether or not Mantine will be playing uh, the character Simon Williams, um, Wonder Man's alter ego, who in the comics is an actor and is also a romantic interest of a certain witch. <laughs> Wanda! Mm-hmm. And then moving on, first reported by the Sect of Illuminati, um, exclusive for both Variety and Deadline report that Heartstopper star Joe Locke and Parks and Recreation star Aubrey Plaza have been cast in the WandaVision spinoff series Agava Coven of Chaos for Disney+, Plus, which is set to star opposite Agava herself, Catherine Hahn, and returning WandaVision cast member um, Anya, I mean, Emma Caulfield Ford. Uh, while Locke's has yet to be revealed, the exclusive states that Plaza will be playing a villain opposite Han and Locke. So they all connected in a weird way, mainly because of uh, mm-hmm. one person. One division. One division. One um, division. <laughs> all right. So the Vision spinoff is going to follow White Vision. Yep. I'm assuming. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of cool. It's crazy that this that WandaVision got technically two spinoffs at House of Chaos or Agatha, the Agatha spinoff, and then the Vision spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the Wonder Man news is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what direction they're going to go to if he's just kind of going to be isolated by himself or if they're going to bring him into the main timeline well, or what's going on. Well, from what I'm able to gather, and actually I read up some news actually today on this, um, think about potentially bringing in Bob Odenkirk. That's interesting. From, from Better Call Saul. And he is an actor. And apparently, and if I'm not mistaken, Trevor Slatery is also going to be in, Ben Kingsley, Trevor Slatery is going to be in this. Hmm. So I have a feeling... We're gonna be in Hollywood, y'all, for Wonder Man, and Probably. getting and getting Yaya Abdul-Mantu the second. The man, the man is winning right now. Mm-hmm. Between his, I I would say his massive introduction in was it the Get Down between the Get Down and Aquaman, and then obviously being in Candyman, as well as the Matrix Resurrection, and also in this year's um, Ambulance alongside Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm just like, damn! I'm just like. 
wow, you're you're really killing it. And the fact that also he's also one. Also, it is it is also interesting that he is also a love interest, uh, a romantic interest mainly for Wanda. Yeah, I don't. In the see, it's gonna depend on what they do with White Vision, because if White, because the spinoff sounds like White Vision is gonna regain his memories mm-hmm. and stuff, and despite where we left Wanda, she's probably gonna come back at some point. Mm-hmm. So, like, if White Vision ends up gaining his memories back and stuff, is he still normal Vision? And there's a potential we could get a love triangle, but I think at the end of the day, like, I feel like if there is a version of Vision around, it's going to be Wanda's Vision. But I, I don't know. It's, I, it's interesting. I, do, I just don't know. And I don't know how big of a part Wonder Man's going to play in the future yeah so. no, definitely definitely and also i yeah no it's a it's a love triangle like, i don't I, hate it but i also like i just don't know i don't know? know i don't know either and also like we haven't really done a love triangle yet in the mcu that is actually true that you said that <laughs> it'd be very it'd be very interesting to see an actual like Love triangle, but I feel like it's a little bit unfair though because people are so attached to Wanda and Vision now. Like mm-hmm. it's almost kind of unfair to Wonder Man in a way because like he's gonna be kind of playing catch up real fast. Mm-hmm. So because like there's so much people, even if you haven't read the comics, like Wanda Vision have been around for a while now in the MCU. So mm-hmm. it's like it's gonna be kind of hard. I yeah. Feel like. Yeah, but even, a little but, yeah. bit unfair. Like it's a little bit of an unfair advantage. Because uh, like like my bias would go towards vision, regardless. Like anyway, like right. no matter how nice Wonder Man is, like the history mm-hmm. and everything with Vision, uh, that's where I would lead towards. Mm-hmm. But it's also just yeah, yeah, Abdulmenti the second. Yeah, it's not like he's bad. It's just like I don't, I don't have connection to him yet. Yeah, so like it's hard. I I meant aesthetic wise, but we can. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's it's just gonna be it's just gonna be very interesting if they if they even go that route, whatever they're gonna do. Yeah, because we don't know. Yeah, we don't know either. Also, um, have you seen Heartstopper? No, I have not. I have. I have actually thought about this. Well, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been seeing a lot of people being... This ties in more into a issue uh, with the I Romani think... heritage being not a thing in the MCU. Oh, I... Heritage. People are having issues that he's not Jewish. I Because they have thoughts about who he's playing. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about something else that's more connected with the Heartstopper, with the Heartstopper show. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, I okay. haven't, I haven't seen it, so I have. It, it was no. more. I was more or less thinking about one of the actors. Oh yeah, that whole thing too. Yeah. Yeah, which by the which way, this messed up. By the way. Yeah, yeah, and messed and completely fucked up, and like I just, <laughs> y'all get the middle finger, but also for Kit, I'm sorry, yeah. man. That yeah. really fucking sucks. Yeah, my thing with this is. In the comics, Wanda is Jewish. That is mm-hmm. a huge part of her thing in the comics. In the sh- in the movies, in the MCU, that is not really a thing, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. And it was kind of 
bad. And so people are so mad about this because he they're thinking he's gonna play the grown up version of they're gonna he's playing Wigan. The I grown up version of Bicky of Billy. Mm -hmm. Um so we'll see. People aren't happy if that's the case. I think since their Jewish heritage is not a thing in the MCU, it's not it's like it's it's just it comes down to a bigger issue overall. Yeah, and this is something so. that I've also heard about, especially when it comes to Wanda and stuff. And it's something that here's the thing: I try not to delve into that because I'm not Jewish and stuff, so yeah. I don't really have a place to say about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it is something that, like, I'm like, oh, I, e. and then when you consider other factors into Wanda herself, I'm like, oh, e, mm. yeah, and it's just it's. It's just, it's overall a huge issue in Hollywood in general, not oh, just yeah, the yeah. MCO. It's just a bigger overall issue. Yeah, um, and I so it's kind of it. It kind of sucks because, like, I really can't picture anybody else but Elizabeth Olsen playing Wanda. To mm -hmm. now, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, but I also don't i I don't really have that connection. Like mm -hmm. I, like I have extended family who is Jewish mm -hmm. and stuff. So, but like it's never really been a big part of my life, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that connection. I don't have the comics connection and all of that stuff. So I also don't feel um, super comfortable talking about it. I know some people are very upset about it, mm -hmm. um, but we don't even know who he's playing yet. He could end up playing somebody completely different. He mm -hmm. could not even end up playing Billy. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll just have we'll just have to see who he ends up playing. Yeah, no, um, because they haven't announced that yet. Yeah, no, definitely, so. definitely. Um, that being said, I'll be Plaza. Mm -hmm. Which I'm she's gonna like... be so much fun. Now we have to get Elizabeth Dalton back in this freaking show because now because yeah. Aubrey and Elizabeth were in a movie. Anger um, goes west. Yes. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I I it would be fun. The three of them together would be a lot of fun. And then combine the that screen. with Ka and then combine that with Catherine Hahn. It's like it's gonna be so much fun if they could do it. I want it. Like but, it's we'll just, but it's just like okay, it's like every other actor from like Parks and Rec are being cast. We got Paul Rudd. We got Amy. Well, no, not Amy Poehler. Although Amy Poehler and MCU would be very interesting, mind you. <laughs> and then uh, like we got Catherine. <laughs> We're getting, we got Chris, uh, Pratt. Chris Pratt, and then we got Aubrey Plaza, who, by the way, this will actually be her second Marvel role beyond um, besides Legion, and she was great on Legion. Mm. That's so cool, though, that she's coming back. Like, she's going to be in an actual MCU, like, mm -hmm. connected show. Mm -hmm. um, she, that she's going to be fun, and she gets to play a villain. Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. I was just like, yes. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, and yeah, oh uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm obviously down for that. And stuff. Makes me excited for it. It makes me now a bit more excited for it because this was actually one of the the Disney Plus shows that honestly I felt like could have just probably been a special presentation. I was curious to see what they were gonna do with this, just because I've always like the magic, the magic stuff in the MCU has always been kind of interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of curious to see. What they're gonna do, and I thought Agatha was a lot of fun in WandaVision. 
Um, I liked Agatha. I just wouldn't necessarily done a, committed a whole entire show to her, but that's it was me. Catherine Hahn. Let's be real. They saw Catherine Hahn and she was just yeah, too good. They were yeah, like, yeah. we can't. We, we can't. can't. We can't. We can't. All right. We All have right. To do more. We have to do more. And just, yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, like, I get Aunt Anya, or rather, um, Emma Caulfield Ford, Caulfield Ford, who, if you guys are wondering, like, keep calling her Anya, she was played Anya on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so like, look, she, <sighs> Emma will always have, like, a soft spot for my heart as, like, Anya and stuff. And if she gets more to do in here, then I'm, like, I'll, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on to our next topic and moving on to the Distinguished Competition. Uh, according to Deadline, Palm Springs star Chris Militoni has been cast. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Moving on over to the Distinguished Competition. Um, we got. Oh, shit, come on. All right. Moving on over to the Distinguished Competition. According to Deadline, Palm Springs star Kristen Militoni Tony has been cast has been tapped as the female lead opposite Colin Farrell's Penguin in the DC original limited drama series, The Penguin, though it should be noted that that is not the show's official title, it's just a working title. A spinoff of this year's Matt Reeves is The Batman. As for, Mil- as for who Militoli will be playing, the report states that she'll be pl- playing Sophia Falcone, the daughter of Carmine Falcone, played by John Turturro, who's fighting with the Penguins for control of the city. So yeah, um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, it sounds pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen Palm Springs, but I've heard very good things about it. Uh, so it's cool. Yeah, I've um, I've seen her in Palm Springs. She she was actually really good. She had a great chemistry with Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Sandberg, and then also she was um, for those that don't remember, she was uh the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So. So yeah, no. Um, that those are the two things I mainly know her from, and for the most part, she can handle comedy really well. Um, there are some bits in Palm Springs that go into the dramatic side, and I do like her dramatic bits and stuff. So I'll be very curious to see where this all overall goes and stuff. And also, I am very curious about the whole Falcon thing, especially given what happens in the Batman mm-hmm. and stuff, and the fact that you know, um, Carmine's dead. Mm-hmm and stuff so it seems like there's gonna be a game war what i am curious though and this is actually something that i'm just now thinking about will robert pattinson's batman make an appearance it's a good question um if they're fighting over the city you would think he's gonna have to show up at some point yeah like but uh, that's a good question i don't know yeah like are we, are we gonna see rob pat in this that'd be cool he's I mean, a very good batman mm-hmm. i mean maybe not as like a leader or anything but maybe as a supporting character like you could pop it in like the last episode or something, and, you know, towards the be, end, and just be like threatening the penguin, be like, "You better not mess with anyone else." I don't know. Yeah, depending on how like how it goes and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. potentially that definitely not as like a lead, but like mm-hmm. towards the end of the series or something or whatever, in, like the last episode or something. Mm-hmm. Definitely to definitely. resolve everything, I guess, or whatever direction they go. Definitely, definitely. Hey, yeah. Anyway, moving on to uh, our next topic. According to Variety, Netflix has renewed the hit fantasy series The Witcher based off the book and video game series of the same name for a fourth season, though it does come with the catch, as Henry Cavill will exit the production after uh, the third upcoming season debuts, with Liam Hemsworth set to take over 
the lead role of Geralt uh, of Rivia. Uh, this is following Cavill's return as Superman and Black Adam, as well as his recommitment to the role. In addition, the actor was just recently cast in director Sky Ritchie's newest film, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. In a statement, Cavill said, My journey as Geralt, either way, Geralt of Rivia has been fulfilled, has been filled with both monsters and adventures, and alas, I'll be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four in my seat the fantastic mr liam hensworth will be uh take up the mantle of the white wolf as with the great liter greatest of literary characters i pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying gerald and his and enthusiasm to see liam's take on this most fascinating and nuance of men liam good sir this character has such wonderful depth to him enjoy you and see what you can find so full disclaimer on this. Um, I've only really seen bits and pieces of the show. Like I've seen the pilot, I've seen the first episode, I've seen a couple episodes of season two, um, mainly because there is a character I like besides um Geralt, um Jasper or just Jess Care or something. God damn it. Um he's the guy that says he's the guy that sings um uh Toss a Coiny or Witcher for those that know who he is. So I've only really watched the show we only because he's watched the show because of him, and I like his chemistry with um with him, with Capital and stuff, and yeah, and but besides that, I'm not really like the biggest hardcore Witcher fan, but I know people were pissed. It's weird, like uh, normally when you get a recast, it's not the main character, and like it's 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 very strange. And weird, but it makes sense because if he's going to be back as Superman, he's going to be very busy filming those movies and stuff and all his other stuff. Yeah, I know. And like, he's definitely going to be busy. My only thing with that is that then why, then who on Netflix agreed to cast a third best Hemsworth brother? And I'm on, and just, and y'all know what the rankings are. Like, I'm only putting Luke up because of Westworld, which he's really good at. And Chris is obviously number one. So Liam is number three. And yeah, know. but people were legitimately pissed off. Like I have a friend who like is a big, huge Witcher fan. And she was like massively mm-hmm. pissed to the point of like um, just middle finger up to middle finger to Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, I'm not trying to drag her to the one or anything like that. I really like them as a friend and stuff. But I just... I just, yeah, it's, no, I, it's, yeah. People were legitimately pissed. And I can understand why as well, because he was really committed to this role. And apparently, from what I've been able to gather, uh, one of the writers, Boo DeMaio, who's covering now Blade, um, who's doing the new, who's doing the new script for Blade, as well as uh, the showrunner for X Men 97, he was kind of talking about how the writers for that, a press material versus the writers for, like, obviously, yeah, Blade X Men. Apparently, the writers on The Witcher aren't even really fans of the source material. Like, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you have to be. Just case in point, right now with Andor with Tony Gilroy, like he's not the biggest Star Wars fan, but that doesn't mean that like he can't create a good thing. It's just I don't know. It's a weird, tricky line and stuff. And I, uh, from what I've been hearing, and from both the rumblings as well as from the from that, like. Cowell was a big fan. Like he literally built a whole entire computer so he could play the games and stuff. And I had it just I don't know. I understand why he left. Like obviously, as you mentioned before, Jamie, you know, he's gonna be back at soups and combine that with some of his other roles and stuff. And like he's gonna be busy and stuff. So yeah. 
Again, I don't understand who on Netflix made the decision to cast Liam Hemsworth. I they should have just done like a last special thing with him. That's what they should have done to try to like wrap stuff up. I don't know if you can do that because I haven't seen the show either. But they should have like mm-hmm. maybe not have recasted him. Mm-hmm. They should have just like found a way to end it somehow. Yeah, and I and like apparently and like a little after this, the producers one of the producers were kind of talking about this, and they said it's like, oh, it's a James Bond sort of thing. It's like, no, this isn't a James Bond yet. Dang it! Like it's just I don't know. I think it's just because Cavill, like when you think of the character in live action, you think Henry Cavill, and you don't really think Liam Hemsworth. Jesus Christ! Yeah, just I digress. I think I, I I digress I digress. Anyway, moving on to our second to last topic, um, via THR, according to Netflix, the streamer has renewed the Sandman, <laughs> the series based on Neil Gaiman's beloved comic for a second season. However, an episode count or even story details are being kept under wraps. In this statement, series producer and the creator of Dream, aka Morpheus, Death, Desire, and the Endless himself, Neil Gaiman, said. Millions upon millions of people have welcomed and watched and loved the Sandman on Netflix. From established Sandman's fans to people who were just simply curious and then became obsessed with the Lord of Dreams, his family, his family, and their going on. It gives me unbelievable pleasure to say that working with Netflix and Warner Brothers and fellow executive producers Alan Heinberg, David Goyer, and I will be bringing even more of the Sandman series to life. Uh, there are some astonishing stories waiting for Morpheus and the rest of them, not to mention more members of the endless family to meet nobody is going to be happier than this sandman cast and crew they are the biggest sandmans that they are and now it's time to get back to work there's a family meal ahead after all and lucifer is waiting for morpheus to return to hell (laughs) okay not gonna lie folks um full disclosure i'm a really big fan of both the series as well as the comics um when i first heard about this news i actually thought it was about the audible stuff because there's like an audiobook series going on right now that Gaiman does in sight. I did not realize that this was about season two, and I'm so fucking happy right now. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, we have been waiting like for about three months now about whether or not they were going to do a season two or not. And like, you know, Netflix and like, and I, and I have a lot to say about Netflix. I really do. For example, this is the previous topic and stuff, but Netflix. This is one of the best decisions you have ever made. I will respect you for this. I will give you this. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm really fucking happy. Um, Jamie, have you seen the Sandman or have been able no. to? Not yet. No. All right. All right. I think about that point where I have so much stuff to watch that I just get discouraged to start watching things. Sometimes. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. It's just, unless it's really high on my list, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. There's a lot of stuff. That, that's fair. That's fair. And, like, I, I know. And I know that you were kind of giving me the look being, like, the look of be like, oh, serious? I'm just, like, really? You know I, I haven't seen. Lot, like, there's a lot. Like, I haven't watched Andor yet. I haven't watched a lot of stuff yet. So, I'm behind on a lot of things. So I, I know, I know. And like I'm I'm being very forgiving and stuff. 
<laughs> that being said, yeah. I, sorry, I'm really, I'm really happy about those news. And stuff. No, it's good. No, I'm very excited. I know how how big of a deal this was to a lot of people when the first season came out. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Yeah, I I can't wait for season two. I know it's going to take probably a bit, but like, uh, give me it now. I know, I know. Gotta yeah. let him make it though. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Anyways, uh, going on to our last topic of the day, we got some rumor mill stuff. It's with a great stuff, obviously. An exclusive from the site, The Constant Circus, has reported. Wait. Okay, right. Anyways, uh, moving on to some rumor mill, which will close out our sh- uh, close out the uh, news topic portion of our show for today. An exclusive from the site, The Constant Circus, reports that Marvel Studios has potentially chosen Elegance Bratton, director of the upcoming semi-autobiographical film The Invitation from A24, to direct their upcoming um, direct Marvel's upcoming reboot of Blade, which is set to star Harsha Ali in the titular role. However, it should be noted that according to the exclusive, it didn't outright say that Bratton will be helming the project, but rather that the director is on a short list being considered for the job. Um, so I full so I've I have seen the invitation trailer a couple of times. Um are you familiar <laughs> with this new movie or anything like that? Mm-mm. Okay. So oh. basically from what I immediately gather, like um this is the synopsis from A24. Uh, in Elegance Bratton's deeply moving film, inspired by his own story, a young gay black man rejected by his mother and with few options for his future decides to join the Marines, doing whatever it takes to succeed in a system that would cast him aside. But even as he battles deep-seated prejudice and the grueling routines of basic training, he finds unexpected camaraderie strength and support in this new community, giving him a hard-earned sense of belonging that will shape his identity and forever change his life. So... I've seen the trailer for this a few times, and this is really good. Um, I'm honestly really curious about this one, and apparently, like, this is based on his own story. Yeah, and besides that, he's also done some documentary stuff, which is very interesting. So if, if he is Marvel's main choice for this, then this would be a very interesting get. Because mm-hmm. it seems like they want someone within the documentary realm. It's interesting. Because I remember, yeah, because I think the director, no, the previous director, he didn't do documentary stuff, but he did do stuff that, like, focused really sincerely on, like, characters. Oh, okay. So, either way, I'm very, very curious about, like, just the direction that Marvel wants to go in for Blade and stuff. And honestly, if they do choose this director, this would be a really good get. And I'm also kind of surprised at this also because, like, you know, it like it definitely seems like, oh, wow, you already had a backup plan. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but recommend folks check out the trailer for the inspection and stuff. And I know some people also wanted a horror director. Um, but, you know, the one thing uh, I will say about, like, when it comes to, like, Marvel stuff, and that's actually something I actually do like when it comes to Marvel stuff, is that... Marvel Studios, for the most part, like, unlike, let's say, a Nolan or a, I was going to say James Gunn, but I actually might want to use this use this as an example. Um, they actually do help out the directors. Like, I know some people have gotten on, like, Marvel stuff. That's because a lot of the Marvel action scenes and stuff, um, they are done by, like, previs and, like, with second unit directors. Yeah. Unit directors who, do, who assist those that, like, for example... Um, Gun, James Gunn, or anyone, or or even Taika Waititi, who haven't had that experience in like doing like action scenes and stuff, 
to like be like, hey, you know, this is how we can kind of do it and stuff. Do you like this? What do you suggest and stuff? So that way they can also focus more on like the human emotion and the characters and stuff. And I actually think that's a really good way of doing things. And like it helps out those directors, especially moving on in the future, who do want to like do that type of stuff. Makes sense. Either way, this will be interesting and stuff, and and it just, and I also I'm one thing before before we uh, go into the recommendations real quick. Um, it could um, I'm reading the back thing on the article, and it could uh, editor in chief um, Lindsay Hill, uh, Lizzie Hill, they mentioned that uh, with that in mind, it could be that Mahershala Ali's Blade film will focus on home and finding family to some extent, which is. A, often a strong theme in most of the MCU. Yeah. So very true. that would be very interesting and stuff. So yeah. Anyways, moving on to our recommendations for the week. Um, so I have seen Andor episode nine, and it's another great episode. The story gets tenser and tenser every week that passes. Um, mm-hmm. one performance that stood out to me this week uh, was Denise Gouge, who plays this Imperial officer named Deidre Miro. Uh, Gash has a great scene in the opening with um, Ajira and Jorna, and it just felt reminiscent of the opening scene from *Inglorious Bastards*, which was uh, basically Christoph Waltz interrogating, um, interrogating this farmer and stuff. And you yeah, know, if you if you see the movie, you know what happens. And also, the show pacing is just spectacular. Like it's taking its time. It's like developing characters, like. Like, I, I know, I definitely have some feeling that, like, some Star Wars fans are not going to be with this show, mainly because it isn't as action-heavy. But it is, I do like the slow build and, like, focusing on characters, especially, like, when it comes to... Okay. Mm, there is one character. There... Okay. I'm... Okay. So, potential spoiler warning with this. Um, but Andy Circus is on this show. And no, he's not playing Snoke, but rather um, right now. So right now, a little bit of context. Uh, Andor's in prison. Um, he gets uh, um, he kind of gets um, unfairly criminalized uh, by this because there's a new law and stuff, and like he kind of gets put in this like prison and stuff. Um, just it's it's a whole thing. Uh, but either way, he's in prison, um, and one of the people that he's kind of with is Andy Serkis, who plays like this like not really a drill instructor but like this like leader this like kind of like prison like head or something and stuff and or rather like manager and stuff and his performance is really freaking good and i love and i just andy circus y'all like there's a reason why like he is caesar he's now alfred and like and just he's such a great actor yeah, I, I just I, I just have to guess about him, but overall, uh, but all in all, Andrew episode nine is a great, great industry into a pretty damn good Star Wars show, and I can't wait for next week. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so and also, I watched so on Halloween actually, I watched uh, Wendell and Wild on Netflix, and overall, I thought it was pretty good. For those that aren't familiar with the premise, the film follows a thirteen-year-old girl named Kat who must deal with her own demons. The titular Wendell and Wild voice by co-writer Jordan Peele and Key Michael Key after losing her parents. Uh, based on a book by director Henry Selick and writer Clay McLeod, with the script being written by Peele and Selick, the result is an interesting exploration into dealing with grief and learning uh, learning to deal with it with the community. 
um, or rather as a community, uh, with Peel and Selig focusing more on, deciding to focus more on characters and stuff. Additionally, the stop motion and character design look amazing, which each one of them looking super expressive and realistic with cinematographer uh, Pierre Sorg giving them the, a very punk rockish look, uh, which also extends to the soundtrack, which includes a ton of punk rock songs uh, with, uh, like, uh, for example, Culta uh, Personality by In Living Color, uh, with the sword itself having a very macabre vibe. As for the cast, everyone was good, with no standouts being uh, Lyric, Lyric Ross uh, as Kat, who just shines as the lead, as well as uh, Peel, Key, Angela Bassett's sister Haley, and James Hong, who I'd forgotten was in the film. Uh, if I had any issues with the film, though, the finale does feel a bit rushed, especially when trying to conclude everyone's storylines. But on the flip side of that, um, it does the finale does conclude a lot of the character beats effectively. All in all, Wendell Wall is a nice character-driven journey into grief with Stellate, Peel, and company deliveries of amazing stop-motion cinematography and good performances. Definitely give this one a solid recommendation. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Uh, do you have any recommendations for us before we head out? Uh, no, not really. Um, just wish me luck. I might be trying to get tickets to Taylor's tour on Tuesday, so we will see how that goes. It's gonna be bloodbaths, man. I, you know, I saw the thing for that, and that also has some artists that are opening, including Heim, that are opening, and I'm just like, God damn it! All right. Yeah, I, I'm trying to see if my cousin wants to try to go to one of the shows, uh, um, see if I can work something out. And and tickets are dropping on Tuesday. Yeah, if you signed up, um, so there is a pre-sale code that starts on the 15th, right? So, mm -hmm. like, 10 a.m. Eastern time, I think, is when that opens, if you get a pre-sale code. You have to have verified fan on Ticketmaster. Um, the link is in Taylor's bio, so if you go through there, you could sign up for it. Um, as long as you sign up by the 9th, you should be good of November. Not this Tuesday, next Tuesday, actually. Oh. Uh, on the 15th, it drops. So that oh. is when it's... Oh, Lord. Yeah, no. So I will be... I'm going to be attempting to buy tickets. So we will see how that goes. Um, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, it's 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 um, going to be interesting. Um, if you have a Capital One card, there is a Capital One card pre-sale that happens on the 15th, too. So... Oh. All of this information, if you find any Taylor Swift thing, though, you'll be able to get all this information. Uh -huh. um, yeah, uh, she has a list of all the places she's going. It's a whole stadium tour. She's going all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to go. We will see. I wish I'm you luck. about it. Yeah, I, I wish not, you It's going to be very hard. I really, really hope I get the pre-sale code thing for Tuesday so I could do it early in the morning. Um, before I go to work. Uh, so yeah, we will see how that goes. Yep, yep, yepity, yepity, yep. But anyways, uh, that does it for our show this week. Yep, so feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email about anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. All right. Anyways, take care, y'all. See you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Thank you.